Hi guys, we've been talking all about different songs for different solfege syllables and patterns and all that kind of stuff. So in this video, I wanted to talk about some of my absolute favorite lessons and games for solfege. So these are all things the kids can do, things that they're going to learn how to do and are gonna help them with this. So without further ado, let's get started. All right, number one, first things first, super, super simple. Of course, we're going to notate. So my favorite thing to do is use some bingo chips and then a board. I should have sat somewhere else. Um, I've been using these boards I got from Target in the dollar section during back to school time. I have not seen them since, so just check it back to school and see if they're here because they have five lines. And I was like, that is the most perfect thing of my life. If you don't have that, you can just print out a snap and have kids use this. Then along with that, I use bingo chips because they're very sturdy. And the kids just put them down on the staff to make different patterns. So usually we'll start by doing this on the board. I will, you know, say like, okay, well, we're going to do this pattern. I'll give them a few minutes to figure it out. And then I'll show them what the answer is. And if they do not have it, then I'll have them fix it so that it is correct. After they've done that a few different times, then they can do it pretty much by themselves. So sometimes I have them go in partners or groups and have one person come up with a pattern and they all do it, or I just have them come up with a pattern and then they have to sing it and then they make a new pattern or I have them, um, sometimes I give them a little card to just have like miso law or whatever patterns on them. And it's just the letters and they have to figure them out and then they go the next card when they are finished. So all of those activities are perfect. You can also use mini erasers. I do have mini erasers and I sometimes use them like, look, here's little llamas, they're so cute. My problem with mini erasers is that they break very easily. And so even when your kids are being careful, they still get kind of messed up. So I'm very fussy about them. Like you must keep them perfect, but they still get messed up even if you're really fussy about it. So the bingo chips are just a little bit sturdier. Although the mini erasers are fun and cheap. So it's not like the end of the world if they mess them up. Number two is the board game Lucky Lemons. Now this has a digital and a printable component to it. So I will link that down below so you can check it out. But this is a board game that I created actually when we were distance learning because I was like, we just need something fun to do. And in it, you have the kids get into teams or if you have small groups, you can have them, you know, everyone's their own team. They roll the die um, online. There's like a video that they can press to start and stop. And then they move their person that many times. Whatever they land on is gonna be a certain card that they pick up to do a challenge. And in that challenge, it might be reading a pattern. It might be um, filling in the missing note. It might be all sorts of different things, but they figure out the challenge and they do the challenge. And then on there, if they get it right, then they get a certain number of lemons. So some challenges are one lemon, some challenges are two, depending on how difficult they are. And then they get that many lemons. So the lemons are like the game pieces and whoever has the most lemons at the end is the winner. There's also, of course, a couple of cards that say like, skip a turn or put a lemon back or congratulations, you get two lemons or whatever. So it just makes it a little bit more fun that way. My kids are obsessed with this. I like to do the digital version first and then do the printable version after, but both sets are included in the same product. So I will link that down below. And I will also link a video talking just about that. So you can get like the in-depth tutorial of how to do it. Number three is Chrome Music Lab. If you have not used Chrome Music Lab, you are missing 
missing out because it is one of my favorite things. In particular, I love Chrome Music Lab because the kids don't actually need to know how to write music in order to make soulfish patterns. So you can have them notate the songs that you're learning. You can have them make their own patterns. And all you gotta tell them is like, use this color and this color, and then they'll be good. And then they can hear what it sounds like. So Chrome Music Lab is this. I'm looking at Song Maker, which is this like little smiley face looking one. Um, I like to go to settings and make it smaller. So I'll go down to one octave and then um, less beats just to make it a little bit bigger. You don't have to do that. And then when you click, it makes sound. So you can have the kids draw pictures and then play them. But for our purposes, I like to use the Chrome Music Lab task cards. So these are task cards that I created that have different patterns. So there's a Somi one, there's a Somi La one, there will be more to come, but not quite yet. And so all they have to do is make the picture on the Chrome Music Lab. This is really great as a prep step, like before you actually introduce it, before you put it on the staff, because they can see the highs and the lows, but it's color coordinated. So it's so much easier. You can also use the boom whackers because they are the same uh, colors as the boom whackers. So you can have them make a pattern, play it, and then add the boom whackers to it or however you want to do that. My kids are obsessed. They love Chrome Music Lab. They love doing this. And I love that it's something that is simple enough that even if they're struggling with like the staff and all that, they can still practice this way and understand it. Even if, you know, they're struggling, they're a little bit behind, they can get caught up really easily because this is really simple to do. It also makes it really great in centers because it's not something you have to explain a lot. It's just like, make this picture and then they can figure it out, which is my favorite kind of centers. My goal for centers is that usually I have one center with myself and then two with um, other things. You should not need me for the other two things for any reason. Like you should not come talk to me. You should not have any problems. You should know exactly what to do. It should be simple enough that you can do it because we've either done it before or it's really easy like that. All right, the next one is digital games. I don't know like a better way to say this, but Google Slides games that um, you can create or I have created for you because I'm obsessed and that the kids can play. So I have a ton of these. I have like a Valentine's Day one. I have a winter one. I have a Save the Fish one, which might be my favorite. It's like ocean themed. And there's like a Hawaiian themed one and like all the different things. We got pumpkins. We got all the, all the stuff, all the stuff. And each one has a different soulfish patterns and the kids either have to see the letters and then click on the notes on the staff or see the notes on the staff and click on the letters, depending on which version you get. I switched them up on purpose so that your kids get practice with both. So I love to use these in class. We usually do them um, whole group. And what I like to do with these is we'll do them whole group. I'll have them show me which one the answer is. And then I'll notate down who is like getting the correct answers. Um, it's also great as a really quick review if you just need to like catch them up real quick and be like, hey, remember this is what we're doing. Um, you can use them to make it even more fun. One thing I love, you can have them do like a this or that situation where they like move this way or that way, depending on which one the right answer is. You could also, one of my favorite, especially with the snowball one, is I set up like buckets next on either side and the kids throw a snowball for the snowball one or a piece of paper or a bean bag into the correct answer. And so they get a point for their team. I split them into teams. They get a point for their team if they get the correct answer and an extra point if they get it into the bucket. That makes it so much more fun. And even your kids who are like maybe not as into like the music side of it or like the solo yeah. side are really excited about the prospect of making the basket and earning extra points for their team. These also come with a Google Forms activity. So you could 
So one of my favorite things to do is do the Google Slides as like a review and then do the Google Forms as an assessment because they're self-grading and magical. So go check them out. I will link a couple down below in the description and maybe I can make like a whole section in my TBT store. That sounds like a good smart idea. I'll work on that. No promises. All right, the next one is using xylophones and manipulatives. So again, these are all things kids can do by themselves. I like to use the xylophones for many things. Sometimes we use them to play the song. Sometimes we use them for accompaniment, but I love to have the kids just make up their own patterns. So I'll give them manipulatives like we were doing winter things. So we had these little snowmen and the kids make different patterns. And then I'll just say, you know, like, okay, me is E, so is G and then La is A. And I'll just write that on the board and they will make a pattern and then they'll figure it out on their xylophones or on their glockenspiels. I like to do this in groups because when you have them in groups, the kids can actually like help each other. And so if one person's maybe having a harder time, they could figure it out. And plus groups make everything more fun. And plus I don't have enough xylophones for everyone to do it on their own. So that's always a really big hit. I will link some of those um, really simple manipulatives down below in the description. The next one is Feed the Monster. And this one I prefer with the younger kids. So for Feed the Monster, you need a couple things. First of all, you need the free Feed the Monster activity. I will link it down below so that you can download that freebie. Um, once you get it, you'll have a little monster guy like this. You can put him on a cardboard box or you can put him in a like paper bag like this. This is definitely a birthday bag, but you know what? It works just fine. And you cut out a hole for his mouth. So what the kids do, these are rhythm, but you can use your imagination because I also have um, melody cards. So I will link the little monsters down below because they're so cute, I love them. So the kids read the pattern and if they get the pattern right, then they get to feed the pattern to the monster. And once you are all out, then that team is, I don't know, you could have that team win. Usually I just tell them, dump it out and do it again. And this is really great because you can use it as an assessment. You can walk around and listen to everybody and figure out you know, what they're doing and if they understand what you're doing and all of that good stuff. So highly, highly recommend it. My little kids love it. It's a little bit little for third graders, but you know, second, first, kindergarten, they're all, all about it. The next one is one of my all-time favorites and that is Kaboom. So in Kaboom, you can play this again for literally anything, just like Feed the Monster. You are gonna have cards or you can use popsicle sticks. I used to use popsicle sticks and then I discovered the magic of printing things off and I was like, Never again will I hand write all those things on the popsicle sticks. So you can grab these in my TBT store. I will link them down below. This is my Somi Law set. And so what you do is you put them all in the bucket and then the kids pull out a card and they read the card. So like this one says, Salamimi. Okay, I got it right, so I get to keep it. Then it's the next person's turn, the next person's turn, the next person's turn. If I had gotten it wrong, I will put it back in the bucket. And I will be honest, I was surprised by how well the kids corrected each other, like without being rude this year. In the past, we've had problems with that. But this year, they did a really good job. If you pull out a kaboom, then you put all of your cards back. This means that the game can literally last forever because at some point someone's gonna get a kaboom and put all their cards back. Whoever has the most cards at the end is the winner. So it's part luck and part skill and so much fun. Again, you can walk around and you can listen to all the kids and you can, you know, figure out if they're playing it correctly. And frankly, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but you could totally use the same cards for Feed the Monster because full disclosure, a lot of times I use the same cards for all sorts of different things instead of using different cards because it's so much easier. So if you can double dip like that, it's going to be really, really helpful. I 
right, friends, that is all I've got for you today. So I hope this was helpful. I hope that this really helps. I've had a lot of people ask for like games and stuff for Solfege. So these are a few of my like more like centers and like working on your own activities. Um, maybe we'll do another video all about like more whole group like games or something. Let me know if you'd be interested in that. Thank you guys so much for watching. I would love to know your favorite centers, like Solfege games and lessons. So link those down below because I'm always looking for something else to do. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you next time. Bye. The next one is Feed the Monster. So please hold. And I just tell them, okay, this is equal to me. This letter is G, this letter is, you know, and then I'll just say this letter is so, this letter is me, this letter. That makes it so much more fun. And the kids read the pattern and if they get the pattern right, then they get to feed the monster. It works better with a larger guy. I don't know why you're not going in.